and when they had hanged him until he was dead, they did fell the tree to the earth. 3 Nephi chapter 4, verse 28. Hey listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, why are later Jewish sources relevant to texts in the Book of Mormon? Sometimes when reading the Book of Mormon, we find examples of things that exist in later Jewish sources, but that we have no evidence of from Book of Mormon times. 3 Nephi chapter 4 records that robber Zemnariah was hanged, and that the tree he was hanged on was cut down. This is similar to rabbinic teaching written years after Lehi left Jerusalem. Another example, a Jewish book from around the time of Jesus known as Biblical Antiquities, written by an unknown author called Pseudophilo, contains material that is very similar to Jacob chapters 4 through 6. Such findings pose an interesting question. How could there be so many legal and literary similarities between details found in the Book of Mormon and texts written so many years after Lehi left Jerusalem? One possible answer to this question is that these early Jewish texts may well preserve details from hundreds, if not thousands of years before they were written. The works of a rabbi known as Rav from the 3rd century AD is a good example of this. In his writings, Rav analyzed a verse which reads, By his power he stilled the sea. By his understanding he struck down Rahab. This is generally understood to be a reference to the ancient image of God waging war against a cosmic monster that was thought to live in the sea. This idea is preserved in other parts of the Old Testament, so one might have expected that Rav would turn to another Old Testament verse to explain this passage. Instead, he turned to an ancient Near Eastern text from more than 1,400 years before his own time. In that case, at a site called Ugarit, north of Israel, archaeologists discovered in the 1930s a document from roughly 1200 BC describing this cosmic monster. This text refers to the monster as the Prince of the Sea, a phrase that only appears in this text and not in the Old Testament. Surprisingly, this is the exact phrase that Rav used to describe the monster. In Rav's commentary, God spoke to the Prince of the Sea and gave him an order. When he refused, God trampled on him and killed him. As it is said, by his power he beat down the sea, and by his understanding he smote Rahab. This is one intriguing example of a rabbinic Jewish source preserving things from centuries before its own time. Another example of this comes from a rabbinic commentary on Job chapter 9, written in the land of Israel in Roman times. Job chapter 9 verse 8 states that God spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea. The rabbis commenting on this biblical verse connected it to an ancient Babylonian text known as the Enuma Elish. In this text, the god Marduk killed the sea monster Tiamat and created the world's oceans from her body. The rabbis who commented on the verse in Job described treading on the waves of the sea using a word that is never used in biblical texts to describe this event. However, almost exactly the same words in the Enuma Elish to describe the killing of Tiamat. This rabbinic text reads, What did God do? He trampled the water and walked on it. As it is said, he walked on the back of the sea. Ultimately, we cannot always know why or how some similarities exist between the Book of Mormon and ancient Jewish text written after Lehi's time. Some of these similarities may simply stem from two groups of people independently interpreting passages from the Old Testament in similar ways. 
However, the specific examples discussed above present several other possible explanations. In at least some cases, the rabbis and other ancient Jewish authors may have preserved, through their oral laws, various expressions and practices that go back to the times well before the life of Lehi. These things may have been preserved from that common cultural source also by the Nephites. Legal systems and norms were remarkably stable in the ancient Near East, and numerous practices were in fact handed down from generation to generation. Indeed, changing the law in ancient societies was relatively rare. They had high respect for their laws. Among the Nephites, amending the law was even discouraged as a form of possible wickedness. And since the Nephites aimed to obey the law strictly, they would have been careful to follow important practices of their inherited laws. These perspectives go a fair distance towards explaining why, not just a few, but many practices of the Nephites find counterparts in Talmudic provisions. These attitudes are instructive for us today. Any society based on the rule of law needs to encourage respect for established precedents and honorable officials. Such respect is nurtured by honoring, preserving, and sustaining the law. Just as the ancients preserved texts and traditions over the centuries, we are reminded of the importance of preserving honorable traditions today. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has taken great care to keep and preserve records for future generations, often at great expense and sacrifice, and is commanded by Scripture. A record shall be kept. Such efforts remind us of how important fundamental continuity is in the Church. The same can be said on a personal and family level as well. The people who preserved stories and ideas in ancient times did not know whom they would be benefiting or in what way. However, the effort they spent in preserving these things proved to be useful to generations yet unborn. Our efforts to keep records by keeping personal journals and writing family histories may also prove to be important to our descendants many years in the future preserving the blessings of liberty not only to ourselves, but also to our posterity. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.